You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Shock the system. Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It's Anthony and Jacqueline back talking more NXT on the WWE Network and Hulu. Uh, Jacqueline, I was not expecting to talk about this big news right off the bat here, but I guess we have to. We do. We got to, like, like a band-aid, just rip it off. Okay. Uh, so four more NXT people showed up on Raw this week. Gross. You remember when we announced these other NXT call-ups? And yeah. you were really disappointed with Otis Dozovic going up. But everybody else, you're like, okay. Yeah. Well, well, here they bring in Aleister Black, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, and Ricochet all at once. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it was in front of an absolutely horrific crowd in, I yes. think, Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh-huh, that sounds right. It was not a big crowd. It was not a loud crowd. They didn't seem to care for most on the show, and they also did not seem to know who any of these four gentlemen were, which does not help their case, because they kind of come off feeling like just dudes who are not special. Yeah. Uh, all of them won. Right, which, is, uh, which I thought was surprising. Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano faced the Revival, who were the tag team champions, reigniting their... Uh, excellent feud from NXT. Gargano and Ciampa beat them, which is a little weird because the Revival just won the tag titles. Uh, yeah. So that's weird. And also, uh, it seems like they're kind of half ignoring the Johnny Gargano Tommaso Ciampa story. <laughs> they brought them here. In fact, Gargano or Ciampa, when I watched this match, was wrestling the match like he was a good guy. So that was weird. <laughs> Uh, my eyes were just bleeding. Like, I it just... He just... You know, but this just goes along with they just don't know. Like, I know WWE that, doesn't know what they are sometimes. <laughs> I know that they can't... I, I don't know why they can't carry over storylines from NXT, especially ones that are working really well. And they can't yeah. just start telling that story or recap the story thus far and be like, they're right. bringing it here. They did that with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They're like, here's their yeah. story in NXT, and then they just carried it over to the main roster. I don't know why they can't do that here, but... Uh, it, it would be a great story. And why are they bringing them over as a tag team? Like, that's... It seems weird to me. The, yeah, they're sort of reluctantly tagging right, in NXT. When they're both, yeah, when they're both so um, established in it. They're both, they have the two big championships in yes. NXT, so what? I don't know. Now, as you rightfully noted to me, 
these guys yeah. came out with um, NXT lower third graphics. So with, yes. like when their name their nameplates were still NXT branded, that did not have like the raw graphics. So it's hopefully true. that means this was like some sort of weird, some sort of strange Crossover. preview. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's yet. I think there's going to be pulling. They're they're going to stay on NXT for lo, for at least a little while longer. They have to, right? Maybe until after WrestleMania. I hope. Yeah, they um, have to finish out their storylines because Champa right now does not have anyone to go up against except Aleister Black. So yeah, or really... or Johnny Gargano if they could do they could do something there. Maybe both of these guys both have titles, uh, mm-hmm. so that's all weird. Um, and there's a lot of things I could be upset about. Like, I think it's just a bad idea to introduce these, this many new characters in one night anyway. That would be bad for any television show to introduce that many new characters in one show. Yes. Uh, And it would also be bad for NXT to lose that many characters in one show. I don't even, I mean, Aleister Black and Ricochet are clearly good guys. Johnny Gargano is teetering the line and Tommaso Ciampa is the top bad guy. If, a, yeah. if you remove Ciampa, you've at least got Undisputed Era. Disputed, yeah. And you've got Velveteen Dream, who could kind of slip back and forth between uh, yeah. good guy and bad guy. But Ricochet and Black leave a huge hole. Like, Matt Riddle Matt Riddle could get moved up there. Yes, um, that's what I was thinking. That would feel like a rush, though, because I feel like they're, they're, they've started that journey for him, but they just started it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after Matt Riddle... A lot of, I mean, there are people who you might be able to do it with, but the work hasn't gotten started on them yet. Like Keith Lee, um, yeah. there's some new I people. Don't like Keith Lee. There's some new people. How how, do, how could you not like him after this week's NXT? I thought he was charming, but well, he's all right. But yeah, as long as it's not Dijakovic. Oh boy. Okay. Well, we'll talk about Dominic <laughs> Dijakovic. Uh, I hope he gets moved up just so this way they can just cut to the quick and change his name already because that is guaranteed to happen when he moves up. Okay, uh, or just put him, yeah, just get rid of him. So I'm going to make things even more nerve-wracking for you. No, who else is moving up? Well, nothing yet. Okay. But there's been this announcement that was put on WWE.com that says, Uh-oh. get ready because this week's NXT will feature a special announcement. Presumably it will be in relation to what has happened on Raw with these people being called up. So I'm way more nervous now. There are some people hoping that they're actually going to announce that NXT is going to air on Fox Sports 1 later this year when SmackDown moves to Fox. Um, Because Fox has said that they will be airing supplementary WWE programming not on Fox, and it won't be SmackDown or Raw. Um Honestly, I kind of hope it's not NXT. I mean, if it is NXT, I hope they still continue to tape the on show. The, on the, but they have to show it on the app. But um, maybe it'll be an announcement about um, the next takeover. Maybe, uh, maybe because they haven't announced that really yet, right? They have not announced much about much. it. No. Yeah. Um, I'm so, hoping the special announcement is these four guys went to Raw. And uh, they really hated it there, so they're just going to stay in NXT forever. Oh, maybe they're going to do a show and be like, tell us what you learned. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tell us what you learned about your time there. It's like a field trip. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, like what did you do on your summer vacation? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was horrible. Uh, Nobody knew who I was, and I worked really hard, and nobody seemed to care. 
Um, I came back here and everybody knows who I am and what I do and they love everything that I do. So I'm just going to stay here. Yes. I never want to leave. Um, (laughs) Somebody, somebody on Twitter had said like, what should they do with Ricochet? And my suggestion was pay him main roster money and keep him in NXT. (laughs) They should do that for all four of those guys. Yeah. Just give them, give them all a raise and then just keep them in NXT where it'll be good. The one, the only reason why I think they're going to move up Shayna Baszler anytime soon is because she has to work with Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir, and they Get have a lot ready. of work to do. Yes, and and so I feel secure in the women's yeah. card that they're all going to stay where they are because yeah. I God I hope that that doesn't get shaken up too much more. I mean, Lacey Evans, who cares? I'm trying really hard to not be too precious about NXT, but uh, I I'll be honest with you, I it's never fun. When somebody I love leaves, yeah. uh, but it hurts your heart. Usually, it's like one at a time, or maybe two. Like mm-hmm. uh, Sasha will leave, and then Sami Zayn will leave, and that's that was hard. But I'm like, okay, well, there's more behind them, and then mm-hmm. uh, maybe Bailey will leave, and then Finn Balor will leave. Uh, you know, like most of these leavings were you know, one or two and they're kind of spaced out. And then, you know, there would be other people who would get, be called up, but they, you know, they would be minor players, people who yeah, yeah. weren't necessarily holding the brand together. And here they're like, Oh, here's like four out of the six people who were holding yeah. it together. And they're all going up Bye. Yep. I really hope that's not what's happening here. Uh, Cause there was, I have to, I have to believe triple H is a smarter businessman than that. Well, I mean, he is, but also, at the end of the day, it's still Vince's company, and if Vince wants, like, NXT shut down, it'll get shut down. Vince, uh, I hate I hate Vince McMahon. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan either, but... I um, said it. He, okay. needs to, he needs to be stopped. Anyway. <laughs> he must be stopped. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, NXT UK real quick, which you did not see. Uh, no. Nah. I'll tell you what, you didn't miss a whole lot. No offense to these ladies and gentlemen, but... Um, the, <laughs> this is in between tapings. Um, okay. So I think they are still doing some, I don't know if they've done more tapings for NXT UK or if they're in the midst of doing more tapings. So th- this episode was taped during Royal Rumble access at the Phoenix Convention Center in Phoenix, Arizona, where they did the uh, World's Collide tournament. Oh, wait a second. I did see some of this. I just forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, me too. It's very forgettable. <laughs> And oh, okay. I'll tell you what. This show was weird in a bad way. Uh, yep. Because these people came out here, and it's as if nobody knew anything about them. I know. I felt real bad. It was like Alistair Black Ooh. coming out on Raw to crickets. It sounded like him and Elias were in an empty arena match, and that's what happened here. Like, Tony Storm comes mm-hmm. out to, to do a promo about how um, she'd kick, she kicked Rhea Ripley's ass, but she'd be happy to, to kick it again. And Rhea Ripley comes out and these two are talking to each other. And it is so awkward because no one is making any noise. And, well, and it, and it doesn't help that the UK crowd is so lively. They're very rowdy, so. even for stuff like this, where they're not as rowdy for talking segments or even quite yeah. as boisterous during the women's matches. There's at least some noise. Mm-hmm. There was nothing here. Nope. Uh, Ripley said that she hated Tony Storm's stupid hair and face, and that uh, oh, also she also hates that she has her title. Uh, Tony said that she talks too much, 
and uh, they had a a brief pull apart. Mm. Um, there was a Noam Dar beating Jordan Devlin, which was kind of weird because Noam Dar has only been on a couple of episodes of uh, NXT UK. He's mostly a 205 Live guy, so it was kind of weird seeing oh. him win here. Thought for sure Jordan Devlin would win, so that was weird. Yeah. Uh, Ginny uh, wrestled Mia Yim, uh, who has new theme music. And uh, the crowd had zero reaction to this as well, and Ginny beat her. And uh, That's weird. It was. Uh, well, <laughs> I kind of. I mean, she's the NXT UK person on the NXT UK show, I guess. That's true, you yeah. Could, you could argue it makes a little... It makes some sense. Uh, and then Pete Dunne in the main event defeated Wolfgang in a non-title match. And uh, crowd was crowd knew who Pete Dunne was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he got a reaction, and uh, if memory serves the match, though, less of a reaction. But yeah. Pete Dunne won. Really weird. I hope they get back to the UK shows real fast. Real soon, yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's start talking about NXT, episode 492. woo This is a weird show, too, I thought, but... It was a little bizarre. Let's yeah. talk about it. Opening match, Shane Thorne and Donovan Dijakovic. Dominic. Yeah. Uh, did I say Dominic or Donovan? Donovan. Okay. It was Don- It was Dominic at one point, but no No, longer. it's Dominic. I don't know. Anyway, I hate his name. <laughs> uh, Donnie, Donnie Dijak. Uh, there it is. Uh, so, double Ds. Uh, <laughs> this was weird because I think Dijakovic is a heel. Yes. And so is Shane Thorne, I think. I don't know. I don't know what Shane Thorne is going for here. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think either of them were supposed to be good guys. Uh, and this... Actually, I w- oh, sorry. I would think out of both of them, though, Dijakovic would be the good guy. I guess. No? Yeah. I mean, he kind of just goes out there with a scowl and beats up people. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to gauge what he is exactly. He seems like he would be a bad guy because he just has a scowl constantly and just beats up on dudes mercilessly. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, Alistair Black constantly has a scowl and beats up mercifully on people, but he's kind of had some character development since then. You can sort of see where he's aligned on the... On the, mm-hmm. the scale, so to speak. Uh, so the crowd was very not into this match, or didn't really know what to think of it uh, until, yeah, until the end, when Dijakovic did things that I always knew he could do, uh, but really hasn't done up until this point, which uh, includes some flying. He did like a moonsault thingy. Mm-hmm. He did like a springboard twisting crossbody to the outside. The crowd was eating this up. Uh, it was almost as if they had no idea this man was capable of these things, or maybe they knew he was, and this is the first time he's really doing it, so they lit up for it. Uh, yes. He then hit the Feast Your Eyes and pin Shane Thorne. Yep. But it was kind of weird. It was. It was a bizarre match. Yeah. I think I like Shane Thorne, though, so I was, I was hoping he would win, but I knew he wouldn't. I think, in my heart of hearts. I think you've liked Shane Thorne since he came out on top of Rhea Ripley's shoulders. You are exactly because any man that is secure enough to do that is okay in my book. Yeah. 
And that's, uh, yeah. Because she's clearly the better person. Um, Undisputed Era was backstage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Cole referred to their very rough start this year. Uh, but it's almost like people have never heard of speed bumps before, Jacqueline. That's Ugh. all these are. Just a little bump in the road. Uh, Kyle agreed with him. Uh, said that their plan is to still reclaim all of the gold. And it is announced here that Kyle and Bobby Fish are going to be re-teaming again. Which yes. makes it sound like Roderick Strong will be going after a singles title uh, instead. Maybe the uh, the North American North title. North American while yeah. Adam can go after the NXT Championship. Uh, Cole concluded his promo by talking about his upcoming match with Ricochet, calling him a one-trick pony and a flash in the pan, and this year will still belong to them. Uh, also backstage, Sky Pirates are being interviewed uh, yes. about their victory over Shayna and Jessamine and Marina, and uh, Kyrie is very happy for her best friend Io. And EO said that she is coming for Shayna's title. Yes. Uh oh. Then, then Bianca Belair came in and interrupted. Uh, she says she doesn't have a problem with EO and Kyrie, uh, but she says that she had Shayna beat at Takeover and in the six ta- and, and in the six woman tag. And uh, they said that she needs to fall back because the title is hers because she is also still undefeated. Which, which is wrong. Which is wrong, and she's doubly wrong that she had Shayna beat, because I don't really know if she did. I know Marina and Jessamine interfered in that match, but Shayna... Yeah. I don't know exactly how close she came to beating Shayna in that match. She does have Not a... Very. She does have a bit more of a claim for the six-woman tag, but... And she's definitely not undefeated. No. you If you have a mark in your, your L column, mm-hmm. you're not undefeated anymore. Yeah, this is making me cool off of Bianca a little bit. I don't like this direction at all. No. And the problem is I like but I think she's good at wrestling. Yeah. So I don't want to hate her, mm-hmm. but she's getting annoying. This is a bit of a weird character turn. Yeah, exactly. Um I mean it totally does feel like delusional bad guy. So on the other side though, I am liking EO more and more. Mhm. So She's like what Kyrie would be for you if Kyrie wasn't a pirate. Yes. I see. Yes. Really upset by this pirate thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> another weird segment. Yes. Slash match, Jacqueline. Umberto Carrillo and Raul Men. Wait, no. Stacy Irvin Jr. are tagging. Yes. What? Um. I mean, yeah. I, I, look, I was excited to see a little bit of Stacey Irvin Jr. because I've heard a lot of stuff about him from the uh, the, the Florida Loop house shows. Okay. Uh, so I was excited to see him, but what happened to Raul? Is he hurt? So I don't know, but I have a theory about this. Okay. Nothing backs this up other than my own eyes and gut feelings. Okay. And I tend to stick with those. Okay. I think because we when we saw him on, the, on a Florida show, Mendoza... Kind of dropped Roderick Strong on his head. He did. So, I heard about this, so, yes. Yeah, so I'm thinking he needs some time in timeout before they'll let him go back on TV. Maybe. Maybe he's in the doghouse. Could be. Yeah, I think he needs some... I think they're like, you need to practice up, boy. Because this. I think this is the second time I've seen him like almost drop someone on his head. Ooh, so oh, um, I think he... So that's what I... I think he's just going back to the training room 
for a little bit. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so Umberto and Stacy are about to have their match when Cassius Ono interrupts them uh, to basically talk to the Full Sail crowd. Yeah. He says he really hates them. He hates yep. uh, all of their stupidness and their chants. He says he hates how they think they know everything, but they don't. Right. Just a bunch of smart fans out there. Uh, anyway, he uh, he says, I'm out of here, he declared. He says he's leaving NXT, Jacqueline. When yeah. Keith Lee appeared on the stage to knock him out, Cassius Ono hilariously lands in a position that allows Keith Lee to remove the microphone from his hand like Cassius's hand is a mic stand. And yeah. Keith Lee s- says, oh no, after he knocks him out and then sings to him. And uh, then he says it could have been worse. Uh, he could have given Ono a receipt for the low blow uh, that he gave him. He said, don't let the door hit you on your ass on the way out. Uh, and uh, he apologized to Stacy and Umberto. He apologized to the fans. He said, let let the show continue. And the Street <laughs> Profits came out. Yeah. In a hilarious entrance where Montez Ford mocked the unconscious Cassius <laughs> and uh, Angelo Dawkins defibrillated him back to life. Yes. Uh, that it, was amazing, it, it actually. They know how to make an entrance. <laughs> I was laughing really hard at the entrance for some reason. I don't, Montez Ford is ridiculous. He is. Um, but I'll tell you what. This match, I thought, was also weird. Because the Street Profits are doing this kind of weird thing. So they come out and they're all fun and games. And the beginning mm-hmm. of the match, it's all kind of fun and games a little bit. And then they get really mean. Like, they get they very do. intense. Well, they want to win. That is true. If it feels like I, so that is the sense I was getting, right? Like, oh, well, yeah. they're gonna be they're gonna be fun and games for the entrance, but they know that they need to have a little bit more of an edge if they want, uh, you know, to be taken seriously right. as a tag team. Mm-hmm. But I feel like maybe they're going a little too far with the showing some edge because mm-hmm. some sometimes it's on the verge of bad guy behavior. Uh, like they're a little too vicious, I think, but, uh, I, I didn't get that. I okay. thought the reason why I didn't think too far was because, um, Carrillo and Irvin mm-hmm. put up, um, more of a fight than I think you would like anyone expected. Yes. So like, I just think it was, I got it that it was like their frustration that like, what stay down, yeah. you know, like that kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, Carrillo looks amazing. He really does. He moves so well. He does so many cool things. Stacy Irvin Jr. is going to be really cool someday. He's not quite like if you watch the two of them in there and you can just see how much more smoothly Carrillo just yeah. moves in everything, like in how he moves. And Stacy Irvin just isn't there yet, but he is um, he's either near or at Olympic level gymnast ability. I don't know if he went to the Olympics. I know his girlfriend did. I believe his girlfriend, Simone Biles. Uh, Jesus! So I'm pretty sure she went to the Olympics. Um, Yeah, just a little bit. And I don't know if he went, uh, but I know if he didn't, I know he is like near Olympic level. I'm pretty sure they've never had anybody of like that level of gymnastic training uh, wrestle for them. He 
does a couple of cool things, but some things look a little awkward. Uh, there is a moment in this match where I'm pretty sure the idea is that they're going to give him a belly-to-back suplex, and he is going to rotate and, you know, flip out of it and land on his feet. Uh, right. But uh, I believe he got confuzzled about when this was supposed to happen because <laughs> they do do it a little later in the match. This yeah. one was a, supposed to just be a backdrop, and they pick him up for this, and he tries to rotate back, and he gets dumped right on his head. Like, it's so scary that the referee immediately goes and checks on him. Yeah. Uh, that was really scary, but he was okay. He goes on to do one of the craziest moonsaults I've ever seen in my life. He jumps so high into the air. The tsunami salt. Yeah. He basically looked like a high diver. Yeah. Like, he didn't do a beautiful rotation. He kind of did one of these, like, really hard tucks and then uh-huh. comes out. It was gorgeous and really cool looking. Uh, not enough to beat the Street Profits, though. They win. They hit Stacey Irvin with their... Uh, doomsday blockbuster move off the top rope and the the Street Profits win. In a post-match promo, uh, the Street Profits talk about wanting a shot at the tag titles and they're ready, they ready for the War Raiders, but uh, the European Union, Marcel Bartel, yeah. Fabian Eichner, they came to the ring and they're like, nah, we deserve, or more specifically, nine, we deserve <laughs> a tag team title match. Uh, and then, no, Dan- you don't. I mean, they're good, but they're work. They, they're working their way up. Uh, mm-hmm. Then Danny Birch and Orny Lok- uh, Oni Lorkin come to the ring, and they're awesome. They don't say anything; they just get in everybody's faces. <laughs> and uh, then the War Raiders finally come out, and uh, they say they hear a lot of people talking about their titles, but no one's fighting about it. And this is enraging all of these teams who want to fight. And then Undisputed Era run down. They (laughs) sneak attack the Raiders from behind, and then they run away. (laughs) In true Undisputed Era fashion. (laughs) Yeah. And then the War War Raiders and all the other tag teams kind of uh, start brawling, and War Raiders clear out everybody on their own. With the exception of Undisputed uh, Undisputed Era, which... Uh, as I mentioned earlier, ran away like cowards because they rule. Yep. That's... <laughs> they don't have to prove anything to anyone. No. I mean, um, I'm not going to cheer for these guys, but uh, they're excellent bad guys. They really are. It's like watching a cartoon. Mm-hmm. So what did you think um, of this whole debacle? <laughs> so starting with Cash's Ono, I think he needs to be done. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's, um, he's hinting at it here. I'm okay with it. I think he should go on to like maybe I don't know. He's he. I don't know what they're doing with him, but it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. The match itself, I really enjoyed though. Um, I thought it was awesome because you have three guys in there who can really fly very well, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought it just showcased it off so well. Like if you don't like wrestling, like this is the match for you, kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I loved it, and I I'm and I love the tag teams. I, I really do. I think they're so much fun to watch. So um, seeing them all in the ring at one time was just a lot of fun. And Lorkin and Birch, I'm so ex- I I love them. I'm so excited that they're going to try and like make their moves now. So especially with um, heavy machinery gone, I think it's going to open up a lot of things in this uh, arena. Yeah. Um, 
So who do you think gets the next tag time? I mean, it seems like it's pretty obvious they're going to go with um, the rematch with Undisputed Era on War Raiders. But after yeah. that's over, uh, who do you think? Uh, who do you think gets the next shot, or who would you like to see get the next shot? Oh, um, I hope it's um, Street Profits. Just to see if they can. Uh, to see how they match up with, with War Raiders. I don't know if they'd beat War Raiders, but... Actually, I want to see them go up against Undisputed Era. Yeah, me too. I think that would be fun. <laughs> I wouldn't mind actually seeing like a multi-team match with some of these teams. That's um, what I think that they're building themselves up for, for paper, for like a pay-per-view no, thing. Oh, maybe, be like, yeah, a, like a four-way, yeah. Four-way, yeah, because you have four teams here. So I, that's what it felt like to me that it was, was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Up next, another bizarre thing to me. We have uh, Tainara Conti, who is not often on NXT TV, but every now and again yeah. she appears against Aaliyah, who is also not on NXT TV all that often anymore. Uh, no, she's not. So this was like a weird women's match. A uh, couple things. Uh, this is important for later. Tainara Conti is a black belt in judo. So mm-hmm. she could probably legit, you know, kick the crap out of me or tap me out or something. Uh, yep. She said she was inspired by Ronda Rousey uh, and became a black belt in judo. Uh, Aaliyah, apparently her gear, I don't know if you heard this or not, Jacqueline, but designed by Donatella Versace. So, yeah, I, I don't know, know if I, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if I buy that, but, uh. That might be one of those wrestling fibs that they tell every now and again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Midway in the match, Aaliyah is joined at ringside by Vanessa Bourne. Apparently, Out of nowhere. Apparently they are a couple on the NXT Florida shows, the, yes, the house shows. they are. They're a team of some sort, so they are making that official uh, for the main show. And uh, I say this is weird. Uh, number one, I did not think this match was particularly good. Aaliyah is no. a lot better than she used to be, and Tainara Conti has also improved to a degree. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't think either of them are particularly that interesting to watch. But here's why it's weird. Uh, Aaliyah, sub- Aaliyah, the rich girl, submitted the black belt in judo. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was so weird to me. I'm like, what happened? I thought she had pinned her. I looked away from the TV, and then the match was... Like it's Over. a it's a sign of a bad match if I'm distracted by my phone and I hear the bell ring. Yeah. And I'm like, oh what happened? She must have hit her with a move. And then I see that she submitted her and I'm like, She submitted the black belt in judo? Yeah, that is a little unbelievable. That didn't make a whole lot of sense, especially since Aaliyah, not known for her submission offense. No. But, you know what? Maybe she secretly became a black belt and we just she's just not flaunting it like Tainara is. Maybe. That's possible. She's like, I'm going to keep this on the DL. Yeah. No. Well, uh, afterwards, uh, Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne embraced to celebrate when Shayna Baszler stormed the ring. Uh, Aaliyah and uh, Vanessa, they took a hike. And mm-hmm. uh, then uh, Baszler smirked at them while uh, Shafir and Duke uh, attacked Aaliyah and Bourne on the stage, pummeling them. And also, uh, Shayna pummeled Conti and, uh, she declared that, uh, this was a notice sent to everyone on the women's roster, uh, that her group 
not to be messed with. Don't piss them off. So, yep. yeah, they're just they're just sending a message, everybody. I appreciated this. I was like, all right. I think the they, idea they, here is that established themselves. Yeah, I think the idea here is that Shayna was pinned, and she's really mad. So she went mm-hmm. and beat up some people because of it. Yep, and she's letting anyone know. Everyone know, don't get in my way. She's a great jerk. Yep. I love... She is such a good character. She really is. She's a very sore loser. That's fine. I know. That's good. No, it's good. She's supposed to not be a uh, a role model type person, so this is good. She's basically... she. I would say, like, she and Adam Cole are very similar characters. Yeah. Though, I I was going to say that... As I said that, I'm like, but I'm pretty sure Shayna Baszler is actually your role model, so... She's oh, not supposed. Yeah. To, she's not supposed to be, but I'm pretty sure she's yours. She, um, pro- yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of Adam Cole, baby, it's Adam Cole and Ricochet <laughs> in the main event. I love Ricochet. Yeah, me too. And I really like this match. They did. Uh, they did something different uh, yes. from their previous match. This was a, a body part match. Essentially, they pick a limb and then it gets worked on. Uh, In this case, it was one of Ricochet's legs or his knee, uh, Mm -hmm. which, of course, very smart because a man cannot fly if he does not have both legs. Though Ricochet, Ricochet Ricochet certainly tried uh, to fly with only one limb Uh, at one point going so far as to be ballsy enough to try a one legged springboard, which mostly connected, but largely with Adam Cole's legs. Because you don't really yes. have the kind of control you would have if you're using both of your legs. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't matter. It was still done. Like, so I give him a lot of credit. <laughs> I know some people uh, at okay. the end did not like the end of the match because they thought Ricochet was negating his leg injury uh, mm. because he powered up Adam Cole several times. I disagree. Uh, I think uh, this was wonderful because many times... Throughout the course of this match, Ricochet tried to pick up Adam Cole, but could not. Yeah. He was too At worn At the down. end, he had a surge of adrenaline. That's right. He powered that through made him, the pain. Yep. Yeah. It made him feel no pain for the moment. And then right afterwards, he was like, oh, yeah, my leg killing me. He, he was in a right lot of pain. And he did not try to win with his 630 off of the top rope. He instead yeah. hit a, a different move, a pinning move, uh, without flying, and was able to beat Adam Cole in... In this manner. Uh, And besides, this is the whole story, right? That Adam Cole Mm -hmm. says Ricochet is a one-trick pony. He's just a flyer. If I take away his leg, he can't do it and I can beat him. And Adam Cole took away his leg and Ricochet still beat him without flying. Because Ricochet is awesome. Yep. This was a good story and a good match. And it saved what was a really weird show up until this point. (laughs) That's true. It was a weird show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it just ended with Ricochet winning. That's true. It's a uh, good actually, ending. actually, nope, that is wrong. After the match, I forgot. Oh. Undisputed Era ran in to attack Ricochet. Uh, oh, that's right. They of stomped, course they did. They stomped him like crazy until Alistair Black ran in and made the save. Uh, uh, but then Undisputed Era dropped him uh, as well, and uh, Undisputed Era stood tall. I forgot they yeah. didn't end on a happy note. They ended on a sad note. Well, and here I had a theory about it ended now with the four guys moving up 
to maybe Raw, this might be negated. But my theory is that I think they were setting up for a Roderick Strong, Alistair Black um, feud before mm-hmm. he goes to Champa. Like, you gotta do one step at a time. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that makes sense. That was, that was my, that's my prediction. Because um, they need to launch him as a single guy. According to mm-hmm. this here recap of the show, mm-hmm. this beatdown uh, solidifies a match between Roderick Strong and Aleister Black on this week's episode of NXT. So, See, I was so right. <laughs> we, we shall see. Uh, okay, so we'll give thoughts in just a second. Uh, I want to thank uh, Adam Tickets for sponsoring the show real quick, and then we'll move on to our, our thoughts uh, overall on the show and then let you know what's going to be happening next week. So, cinemageekly.com slash Tickets, or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or some gift cards for the movie fan in your life. Jacqueline, what did you think of episode 492 uh, of NXT? Uh, overall, I thought it was very um, entertaining. Mm. I liked um, I liked the uh, tag team match. I liked um, Shayna Baszler coming out and sending messages to the women's um, locker room. Mm. Um, I liked the last match. So overall, I'm going to give this a little bit higher than usual. So I'm going to go with 375. Whoa. Okay. I know. Weirdness. It, it yeah, it clicks with me. We're not too diametrically opposed on this one. Uh, I again thought this episode was super weird mm-hmm. until the end. Which well, actually, you know, that's a lie. The Shayna thing makes sense. It's just weird that they beat up on heels, but uh, you know what you're gonna do. Uh, there's only they so want many... to show that they're the baddest of the baddies. They needed three people out there to beat up, so. Mm-hmm one of them was bound to be heel. In this case, it turned out to be two. So largely, uh, that, I, that still made sense. And the main event made perfect sense. The rest of the show yeah. seemed really weird. Uh, so I, I gave this a three. I liked oh. it, but not a whole lot more than average. I, the, for me, it was like the main event made the show. If the main event was not on the show, I don't know what I would have thought of this episode of NXT. <laughs> uh, it was certainly better than the very the very dull uh, yeah. NXT UK, UK episode. So that's one thing you can't say about this episode of NXT. You can't say that it was dull. Because it was not. No. It's just weird a little bit. And I think that might be why I liked it, too, is because it's, it's, it's such a palate cleanser from everything that had been seen previously. Yeah, Not everything, was, but... This, this was a little out of the box, but yeah. sometimes that's I good. enjoyed it. Yeah. And then, and then I'm sure they'll go back to regularly scheduled programming very soon. <laughs> that's uh, what they like. Okay, so uh, while you're hanging out at the website, everybody, you can check out the archives of this show. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. Uh, that way you can come back and hear us uh, talk about NXT next week featuring a main event of Johnny Gargano defending his NXT North American Championship against the Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm.